I'm Joe, and this is an audio version of my report, Scheming AIs. Will AIs fake alignment during training in order to get power? I'm reading this report in sections. This is the last part of section four, which focuses on speed arguments against scheming. Audio versions of the other sections are available on this podcast as well, and the series begins with an introductory section that includes a summary of the entire report, which covers most of the main points and technical terms. I'm hoping this summary will provide much of the context necessary to understand individual sections on their own. Section 4.4, Speed Arguments. Let's turn now to arguments against schemers that focus on the final properties of the models in question. Here, the main argument I'm aware of is that schemers need to do extra reasoning that other model classes don't. In particular, I'll distinguish between three sorts of reasoning. One, deciding to train and game. The model needs to reason backwards from, I want this beyond episode thing, to, I should do well in training, in a way that draws on the model's predictions about what doing well in training will entail, e.g. re-goal guarding, takeover prospects, and so on. Two, checking whether it's time to escape slash takeover. The model needs to be checking, with adequate frequency and accuracy, whether it's in a position to escape slash takeover, and to succeed in this assessment despite human efforts to trap slash fool the model into revealing its true colors, for example, by offering it apparent opportunities to defect. Three, optional but relevant to how scary the schemer is, early undermining. To the extent the model is doing anything other than training gaming to support a takeover slash escape prior to escaping human control, for example, inserting backdoors into the code it writes, actively undermining human alignment research, sandbagging, and so on, it will need to be using cognitive resources both in A, performing the relevant nefarious actions, and B, making sure it gets away with them, e.g. checking that it won't get caught, coming up with excuses, making the cover stories consistent even when under scrutiny, and so on. In the literature on deceptive alignment, these costs are sometimes called speed costs, as compared with the sorts of complexity costs discussed in the simplicity analysis above. Here, the frame becomes, schemers are favored by simplicity but disfavored by speed, so which will matter more? As I mentioned above in the context of simplicity, it's not clear that this is the right breakdown, since e.g. it may be that the relevant forms of reasoning will need to be encoded in the model's weights, or e.g. that they will or that they will require extra cognitive machinery in general, thereby imposing complexity costs of their own, but I'll follow it loosely here. And note, too, that as with simplicity, these, quote, speed costs can be understood in a contributors-to-reward frame, e.g. having to do this extra reasoning decreases reward, or in an, quote, extra criteria frame, e.g. perhaps SGD's inductive biases favor speed even independent of its contribution to reward. Section 4.4.1. How big are the absolute costs of this extra reasoning? I feel unsure about how exa- exactly how costly the relevant forms of extra reasoning will be. My sense, though, is that people most concerned about schemers tend to expect the cost to be pretty small, at least in absolute terms. Call this the, quote, scheming is easy story. That is, on this story, with respect to the decision to training game, all the model needs to do is to notice that A, it'll do better by its goals if it avoids modification and gets power later, and B, that training gaming is the route to this. With respect to checking for escape slash takeover opportunities, the thought is generally that it will be very easy, at least for a sophisticated model, to tell good opportunities from bad, and similarly to detect human, quote, traps in this respect. And with respect to early undermining, the thought is that human supervision will be sufficiently weak and the slack in training sufficiently permissive that nefarious actions like inserting backdoors and undermining alignment research will be easy to get away with. And if and when early undermining isn't easy, then models can refrain from engaging in it. At least with respect to only somewhat better than human level models, I find the scheming is easy story less plausible for checking for escape slash takeover opportunities than for deciding to training game and still less plausible for early undermining. That is, I think it's plausibly pretty easy in absolute terms to notice that scheming is a good instrumental strategy, but it also seems plausible to me, especially in contexts where humans plus their AI assistants are doing a lot of adversarial training, continuous oversight, auditing, red teaming, and the like, that verifying that now is the really truly, is really truly the time to go for an escape slash takeover will be difficult and requiring of quite a bit of additional quote checking, not to mention coordination with other AIs if the takeover effort requires multiple participants, especially if you have a very low tolerance for getting caught. And as I noted above, if humans catch instances of real-life schemers making a break for it, this will possibly be a big help for research and advocacy efforts related to scheming. 
compare with deciding that this is really, truly a good time to steal or to break the law or to try to start a coup, despite the fact that you live your life in an intensively monitored surveillance state where the police are constantly trying to trick you into such behavior and where the police have a large amount of control over the information you're exposed to. Indeed, if it really wants to avoid getting caught in an escape attempt, in a regime where humans are heavily monitoring it, trying to trap it, etc., a schemer needs to dance a fine line. On the one hand, if it's too cautious and waits too long before making a break for it, then it gives humans more time to get alignment under control, and absent early undermining, it might be actively contributing to checkable alignment-relevant tasks in the meantime. By contrast, if it devotes too much cognition to checking for escape attempts, then it risks being punished by training because it's not focusing its full capacities on the task at hand. And if we imagine that the model is actively engaged in early undermining, I think we should expect the cognitive costs of scheming to increase substantially. That is, absent early undermining, a model can mostly just act exactly like a reward on the episode seeker until some very obvious escape-slash-takeover opportunity comes along, after which, if the escape-slash-takeover goes well, it won't need to worry about e.g. explaining its actions to human supervisors, making sure it doesn't get caught by an audit-slash-security review-slash-etc., and so on. Whereas early undermining requires performing and getting away with actively nefarious actions while still under human control. And this seems like a substantially additional challenge. As an analogy, as a spy in the Manhattan Project, it is harder to get away with actively sabotaging the project than it is with merely pretending to be loyal to the project's goals. In the latter case, you can just act like a loyal employee, but in the former case, you can't. And of course, as I noted above, to the extent that early undermining deviates from training gaming, it involves taking some hit to reward by definition and will be punished by training accordingly. Of course, early undermining is strictly optional for a schemer, so we can get rid of the extra cognitive and reward-related costs it implies if we imagine that the schemer in question just chooses to act exactly like a reward on the episode seeker until it sees some opportunity to fully escape or until some full-blown takeover begins. But note that in this case, the sense in which early undermining makes schemers uniquely scary becomes less relevant, and declining to engage in early undermining might harm AI escape-slash-takeover prospects in various ways, especially if, by failing to sandbag on early alignment-relevant tasks, the schemers in question meaningfully contribute to human anti-takeover efforts. A general factor in the backdrop here is the sense in which successful deception generally implies cognitive costs that more straightforward and honest policies do not, especially in the presence of active efforts to detect deception of the relevant form. In particular, telling a deceptive story about the world requires filling in details and maintaining forms of consistency that one can normally offload onto the world itself, e.g. an innocent person can just think back to when they were actually what they were actually doing the night of the murder and recount it, without having to make anything up or to worry about getting caught in any inconsistencies, whereas the murderer cannot. Especially when cognitive resources are scarce then, e.g. in highly time-pressured environments or a quote low-slack training regime, deceptive policies can have a notably more difficult time. That said, empirically, deceptive strategies often succeed in human contexts, so these costs are clearly surmountable. And if the deceptive agent is substantially more sophisticated than the agents it is trying to deceive, e.g. an adult playing werewolf with children or a professional poker player facing off against an amateur, pulling it off may be quite easy. Indeed, my sense is that a core part of the intuition for, quote, the cognitive costs of scheming are low comes from imagining that the schemers in question are sufficiently advanced relative to the monitoring slash oversight ability of humans plus AI assistance that differences like these kick in hard. 4.4.2. How big are the costs of this extra reasoning relative to the simplicity benefits of scheming? Importantly, though, the question for present purposes isn't about the absolute size of the cognitive costs at stake and the extra reasoning schemers need to do. Rather, it's about whether those costs outweigh the benefits discussed in the previous section of having a simpler goal, whether with respect to reward or by the lights of SGD's inductive biases. Here, my current take is that the costs of the instrumental reasoning seem larger than the benefits of the simpler goal. In particular, as I noted above, the benefits of having a simpler goal, especially once you already have a sophisticated world model that is representing concepts like, quote, what humans would approve of, and and reward on the episode, seem fairly small and plausibly negligible, whereas the cognitive costs of the extra reasoning discussed above, even setting aside early undermining, seem like they register much more substantively. We can also try to quantify this comparison more directly. 
Thus, for example, suppose that our model is a purely feed-forward network with a thousand layers and less than 10,000 serial steps per input, and that the instrumental reasoning at stake just in a schema deciding to train a game, let alone checking for defection opportunities, takes at least 10 steps, and that the model doesn't begin optimizing for reward on the episode until that reasoning is complete. In that case, the instrumental reasoning is using up 0.1% of the compute that could be going to getting reward on the episode or some other max reward goal. Are the complexity costs of representing or pointing out a more complicated goal likely to outweigh this? Especially given how many concepts the model already seems to represent well, my guess is no. For example, if we follow my conservative, in my opinion, calculation above and assume that representing or pointing out a concept like honesty costs at most a millionth of a trillion parameter model's parameters and less for a larger model, then a 0.0001% reduction in parameters would need to outweigh a 0.1% reduction in compute. And absent further argument, it seems strange to me to expect this. That said, this is only a very hazy and initial calculation. It's not clear, for example, how it applies to models with more recurrent processing or to models which can perform more of the relevant instrumental reasoning in parallel with other serial processing that helps for optimizing with reward on the episode, or to models with a form of memory that allows them to avoid having to redecide to engage in training gaming on every forward pass. I invite readers with greater familiarity with different model architectures and with other relevant quantitative factors, like the trade-offs between marginal params versus serial steps, reasonable parameter estimates for storing concepts like honesty, and so on, to attempt a more rigorous version. Regardless, and even in the absence of good quantitative estimates, the cost of the extra reasoning required to scheme currently seem to be more substantive than the benefits of optimizing for a simpler or simpler to point at goal. Section 4.4.3. Can we actively shape training to bias towards speed over simplicity? There is also some discussion in the literature on deceptive alignment of actively trying to shape our model architectures and training processes so as to bias more heavily towards speed relative to simplicity as a method of avoiding schemers, i.e. to penalize the extra reasoning scheming involves more heavily, and or to make simplicity less important to the sort of policy we select. I won't dig in on this much here except to note that a. It seems relatively straightforward to do things like put models under more time pressure, limit their compute access, force them to plan via human legible scratch pads rather than via internal processes, and to put more effort and to put effort into making our attempts to trap them slash trip them up more sophisticated, and so requiring of more cognition to detect. But any efforts in this vein will need to avoid overlarge costs to training competitiveness overall, and see footnote for some discussion see footnote for some discussion of Hubinger's 2022B's pessimism in this respect. And indeed, some of these start to border on, quote, use less capable models in general, which, to be fair, would help with scheming as well. Note, though, that if you buy that the speed costs of scheming are quite a bit more substantive than the simplicity benefits, then so long as speed matters somewhat relative to simplicity, this might be enough. Section 4.5, the not-your-passion argument. Thus far in my discussion of arguments that focus on the final properties of schemers versus other model classes, I've discussed the counting argument for schemers, the simplicity argument for schemers, and the speed argument against schemers. I want to briefly flag a final argument against schemers in this vein, namely what I'll call the, quote, not your passion argument. Here, the argument isn't just that schemers have to do more instrumental reasoning. It's also that, from the perspective of getting reward, their flexible instrumental reasoning is a poor substitute for having a bunch of tastes and heuristics and other things that are focused more directly on reward or the thing being rewarded. We touched on this sort of thought in the section on the goal-guarding hypothesis above, in the context of e.g. the task of stacking bricks in the desert. Thus, imagine two people who are performing this task for a million years, and imagine they have broadly similar cognitive resources to work with and are equally, quote, smart in some broad sense. One of them is stacking bricks because in a million years, he's going to get paid a large amount of money, which he will then use to make paperclips, which he is intrinsically passionate about. The other is stacking bricks because he is intrinsically passionate about brick stacking. Who do you expect to be a better brick stacker? At least in the human case, I think the intrinsically passionate brick stacker is, a, is the better bet here. Of course, the human case brings in a large number of extra factors. For example, humans generally have a large number of competing goals, like sleep and pleasure, along with discount rates that would make sustaining a million-year commitment difficult. And it's not as though the richest humans are all intrinsically passionate about money in particular, though many seem notably intrinsically passionate about something in the vicinity, e.g. status slash power slash winning, and not necessarily for some particular thing money can buy. 
Indeed, humans motivated by purely instrumental considerations seem able to function very effectively in lots of environments. Still, I find it at least interesting to consider whether any of the benefits of, quote, intrinsic passion in the human case might transfer to the AI case as well. In particular, you might think that you stack bricks better if you have a bunch of local brick-related tastes and heuristics and aesthetics, which in a, quote, messy goal-directedness frame may not be cleanly distinguishable from your values slash goals. Indeed, though I haven't worked this out fully, my sense is that the less you're inclined to think of a model as cleanly constituted by some kind of terminal goal plus goal-achieving engine— and the more you think of goal-directedness as emerging from a jumble of heuristics slash local values slash shards slash sub-goals that aren't easily separated into normative versus non-normative components, the more space there is to think that an agent whose agents whose budget of mental machine mental machinery is just focused more intrinsically on reward on the episode or on the specified goal have a performance advantage relative to agents focused on some far-off target that backchains into getting reward. That said, at least in its current form, this argument seems to me fairly speculative, and I don't put much weight on it. Section 4.6. The relevance of, quote, slack to these arguments. A notable feature of simplicity arguments, speed arguments, and the not your passion argument is that they all appeal to differences along some criteria SGD cares about, e.g. simplicity, speed, reward getting, that seem plausibly quite modest. And this makes the degree of, quote, slack in training seem more relevant to the strength of the considerations in question. That is, to the extent we're arguing that SGD will select a non-schemer because doing so will save on 0.1% of overall compute, or a schemer because doing so will save on 0.0001% of the parameters, we need to be imagining a training process optimizing our models hard enough to be sensitive to these sorts of differences. And it's not clear to me that we should imagine this. Indeed, various of the differences at stake here seem like they could easily be in the noise relative to other factors. For example, how big of a scratch pad you happen to give a model, how early you stop training, and so on. Of course, to the extent that you start expecting these considerations to be in the noise, it's unclear where they should leave your credences overall. It depends on the prior you came in with. Section 4.7. Takeaways re-arguments that focus on the final properties of the model. Here's a summary of my take on the arguments I've considered that focus on the final properties of the respective model classes. Something in the vicinity of the hazy counting argument, e.g. there are lots of ways for SGD to create a schemer that, get high that gets high reward, so at least absent further argument, it seems like the possibility should be getting significant weight, moves me somewhat. I think that other things equal, scheming offers some advantage with respect to the simplicity of a model's goal, because scheming makes more possible goals available to choose from. However, my best guess is that these advantages are quite small, especially once you've already built a world model that represents the specified goal and the reward process, and I'm wary of the theoretical machinery to which some simplicity arguments appeal. Schemers are at a disadvantage with respect to needing to perform various sorts of extra reasoning, especially if they engage in, quote, early undermining in addition to merely training gaming. My best guess is that this, quote, speed disadvantage outweighs whatever simplicity advantages the simplicity of a schema-like goal affords, but both factors seem to me like they could easily be in the noise relative to other variables, especially in a higher slack training regime. I'm interested in whether the advantages of intrinsic passion for a task in human context might transfer to AI context as well. In particular, I think messy goal-directedness might suggest that models whose budget of mental machinery is just more intrinsically focused on reward on the episode, or on some max-reward goal that doesn't route via instrumental training gaming, have a performance advantage relative to schemers. However, I don't have a strong sense of whether to expect an effect here in the AI case, and if so, whether the size of the effect is enough to matter overall. All in all, then, I don't see any of the arguments coming out of this section as highly forceful, and the argument I take most seriously, that is the hazy counting argument, feels like it's centrally a move towards agnosticism rather than conviction about SGD's preferences here. Okay, so that was the last section of section four, which focused mostly on speed arguments against scheming. The rest of the sections are available on this podcast as well. Thanks for listening.